Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the worst fucking podcast you've ever heard. Both mics. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to both mics. I'm slowly bringing up our pictures here so you can see our ugly faces here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to both mics. This is a show about everything and nothing and nothing and everything. That over there is Mike Safka. And that over on that side is Mike Taylor. And together we are both Mikes. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. What what episode are we on here? I think we're at 93. Yes. Yes. All right. Good. Good guess. Good guess. 93. Episode 93 of Both Mikes. We are live right now on twitch.tv slash both mics. So if you're listening or watching there, thank you. And uh, subscribe. We would love that. Uh, our podcast can be heard anywhere podcasts can be heard. Is that redundant? Uh, no. Yeah, but re- okay. repetitive, right? redundant, whatever. Every Friday night, seven o'clock ish on Twitch.tv slash both mics. Find us on YouTube afterwards. Also Facebook, my face, your face, your mom's face. Nice. Uh, anywhere you find podcasts, except for Spotify. Are we on Spotify? Are, are, are no, we, we're on we... Spotify. I support right. Joe Rogan, but we're still on Spotify. So we're not we're not towing that line. Yeah, not yet. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get our new, our name in the press next to Joe Rogan. <laughs> that would be great, right? That would be a good thing. Ah, uh, so I'm feeling like crap. How you feeling? Good, good. Are you feeling like crap from exhaustion on the cruise or what? You went to the Monsters of Rock cruise last week. Yeah, That's where 92 yeah. was live from. They call it they call it the cruise crud. Nice. I don't know. Uh, I guess allergies are high in the area here, and uh, you know, being on the seas where there's no trees, then all of a sudden you're bombarded with all the freaking tree pollen. Mm-hmm. I uh, I didn't got my ass kicked by uh, by allergies, hmm. so not not having fun. Always sleepy, always tired. Everything hurts, but not everything. But you know, <laughs> just enough to bitch about. <laughs> it's like that that dog that's on the on the front porch that just howls every so often. Nice. And the mailman comes up and he's like, "Hey, why is your dog howling all the time?" He goes, "Well, the old man goes, well, he's he's sitting on a nail." And he's like, "Oh, really?" He goes, "Yeah, it hurts just enough to bitch about it, but not enough to get up and move someplace else." <laughs> so yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. So get off my lawn. <laughs> Well, if we're going to talk about Monsters of Rock, we're going to start off with Get Off My Lawn. Okay. Um, you know, I have a Get Off My Lawn t-shirt. Yes. My wife and I are walking down the 10th floor corridor, and a, uh, a guy coming, walking up, the, up the, the corridor stops us and starts laughing, and he says, in a British accent, I love that shirt. Nice. That is an awesome shirt. I got to get a shirt like that. That was uh, Rick Allen, the drummer from Def Leppard. Yeah, well, I'll just get one and we'll send it to him. <laughs> right to to the Rick Allen. Uh, no, I have club. one. I got the. Uh, I don't know. Did you see the? I'm announcing it prematurely. I don't have my act together as usual, but I've got all this uh, merch ready for us to go, and uh, I have cool. a get off my lawn shirt in the lineup. I don't know. Did you get to see it or no? I, I did not. You you claim that you sent something through email to me, and I scoured my my interwebs, and uh, I saw nothing. All right, I'll, I'll work so, on that later in, in this weekend. This weekend, though, I'm going to the Scottish Highland Festival again, though. That should be really? fun. So, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish off about the, oh, the we're, stories. We're, we're busy this weekend, too. We're taking the boys to uh, Mickey Mouse's house. Oh, wow. And uh, we're going to be down in your area, too. But no no Sky, Scottish Highlands festivals. All right. 
Um, so yeah, that was that was the, the the highlight of the whole cruise. We met Rick Allen. He liked my shirt. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that that was funny. Yeah. All right. All right. But, uh, so, it, what the uh, looking back on the cruise? Is there any uh, any regrets? Anything that you wish you would have done differently on this one, or what? Not really. No. Um, I actually I, I meant to to find the damn schedule. And bring it in here with me so I can go through the schedule and see. Well, I have it. I can put it up on the screen if you want. Let me see if I, ah, I have it on my phone here. So, excuse me. Last time we spoke was Friday, last Mm -hmm. Friday. And uh, you got Thursday's schedule up there. And uh, that basically left like two and a half days of of, of activities that that we had. So after I left you... uh, I, I went over and found the missus, and she was watching uh, Winger, you know, Kip Winger, mm-hmm. the uh, the infamous Beavis and Butthead, uh, butt of all jokes. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, we went to uh, to see Jeff Tate. You know, how was Jeff that? Tate Everybody was. was geared up for that one. Everybody you asked on the on the show on ninety two was ready to see Jeff Tate. How was that? Yeah, Jeff Tate is phenomenal. He is. The only word I can I can use to describe him is majestic. I don't know if you could use the word majestic to describe a person. Well, but... I was going to ask how long you had this bromance with this guy. <laughs> is this a um, man crush thing or what? Yeah, no, no, not really. Uh, it, it's it's almost to the point where it's kind of creepy. Nice. He is. He is. It seems like he's in character. Nice. You know, I, I, and trying to have to explain that, I don't know. No, He's I get a, it. I get a it. Very totally. cool, calm, collected. Doesn't miss a note. Yeah. Just perfect, spot on performance he has. And he did two shows, and um, he he covered like one particular album that night, and then another album the other night, and and we missed the second performance. Um, doing what I don't know. Let me see. He played, I think, the last night. Yeah, it was late. Oh, it was the end of the Super Bowl. So I think my, my wife was, was taking a nap during the second half of the Super Bowl, and I was in the uh, the sports bar with uh, with all the Jameses that I met. <laughs> Everybody's name was freaking James or Jeff or John, and you got it wrong every time. It was hilarious. Every time. Every time. But, yeah, he, uh, he, he played – pretty much the, the second half of the, the football game, 9.30 at night, and uh, good game. You know, it was kind of kind of a nail-biter at the end there. Not that it matters because neither team was a team that was in my top 10. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, uh, did, I, did I win any money uh, with the squares? No, no, there no? was one guy won three times, and then somebody <laughs> else won. And uh, I was close to the money on both times. Uh, Trey wow. was close on the money. But, you know, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. And that one guy on two, uh, three, he won three times on two different boxes. One box won twice. So, yeah, wow. he, he uh, let's see, he profited uh, 1,500 tokens. So, oh, tokens? Yeah. Did, he, does, does this translate to anything? Yeah, on, on the streets, they would call that cold hard cash, motherfucker. But, you know, we're, <laughs> here we're talking about, you know, tokens. Cause, you know, Roses. Yes. yes. Roses. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we, uh, we saw... Jeff Tate that night, and then I think we called it a called it a night after that. 
faster pussycat tough we missed buck cherry played at 11 30 at night in the royal theater we missed that wow uh, the, dude the london choir boys they they played in the, the ice rink how could you and, miss uh, buck cherry in the theater like that dude that's crazy well we, we saw the first time i know but i would so it's one of those bands who's not a huge band not a huge name not an a-lister but yeah. if they're around, I'm going to see them. I'm going to go see they're, them. They're, I mean. they're definitely a B-list. I, I would consider them a B-act. No, and I get it. And I consider yeah. the same thing. But not everybody has the same taste. You know, I get it. Right, right. Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing. Did, did I mention last week that uh, Brenda, my wife, slipped on the – it's an ice skating rink, but it's covered. Yes. Like they, have a, they have a floor that rolls out and covers it. Yeah. But there's condensation on it. Did I mention to you she slipped and fell? You mentioned something about them naming another ship after her or something. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, here's the thing. We get back and, you know, you start seeing all the news and different things that happened on uh, on Facebook. Somebody broke their leg on that. On the same cruise? On the same cruise, the same night, the same performance. Oh, I'd pile with condensation, on. With the condensation on the floor. Yeah, I'd get broke in on the back femur. end of that deal. Yeah. Broke their femur. So, yeah. Now, now the next ship is going to be called Femur of the Seas. I would just call that person, whoever's representing that person, I would just call them and go, oh, by the way, something to help you, because I trust you would help me, you know, and lay it on them. Right. Hey, buddy. So, also, on, on Saturday, there was a, a book signing. The, uh, a friend of mine, Mark Weiss, who has a book called uh, The Decadence of the 80s or something of that uh the decade of the 80s, and it's all his pictures that he's taken throughout the 80s of all the bands uh, he's known for being, uh, who took the, the, the photograph for uh, the Slippery When Wet album, the Twisted Sister Stay Hungry album, one of Dawkins' albums. He's, he's like a one of the top tier photographers of the 80s. Cool. Kind of who I, I modeled myself after during in high school and shortly after when I was a photography major in college and kind of the direction I wanted to go in. You know, most people look at Rolling Stone magazine and read the articles and see the pictures. Well, I, I look to see who took the picture. Right. And most of the time it was Mark Weiss. Yeah, he had a, it's like a 600-page book. It's like six pounds. Um, so he, he actually had that autographed and when I, I purchased it from him and he mailed it to me wow. and uh, when Eddie Van Halen passed away Life Magazine did a complete magazine just on Van Halen and uh, they contacted Mark and said hey do you have any pictures of Van Halen he goes well if I'm sending you any pictures and if you want to use my pictures I want the cover nice so he kept sending him pictures until they found one they wanted to use for the cover. So Good this for particular, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't have it within reach here, but it's Life Magazine. It's Van Halen's picture of all four original members, and uh, it's a picture Mark Weiss took. Hmm. So everybody had him sign his book. My book was already signed. I didn't feel like dragging around a six-pound book. It's a coffee mm -hmm. table book. <laughs> so I brought my Life Magazine and had him sign my Life Magazine. That's nice. And I got a picture of me and him while he's signing it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have it framed. That's awesome. The, the life the life magazine and the picture. So yeah, uh, always good to see Mark Weiss on the cruise. Um, Did you see Eddie I, Trunk? Eddie Trunk, I see him all the time. He's like he's like dust. He's everywhere. All right, but uh, what's his face didn't make it. The the puppet guy, uh, Florentine. Yeah, Jim Florentine. Yeah, he uh, he uh, tested positive for Corona six times. 
<laughs> he took the, from what Don Jameson said, he took the test six times trying to get a, a positive or a negative response. Just when that shit happens, just just say, hey, we got a word for that. It's called Mikeism number one. It's all fake. Come on now, people. Uh, really? If you want it bad enough, there's something called uh, uh, Adobe Acrobat. <laughs> you just get in it, put the form in there. Click on positive. Yeah, there you go. Backspace, backspace, backspace. Yeah, why wouldn't why wouldn't you do that? Especially well, if you're quote asymptomatic. That's the biggest crock of horse shit I've ever heard. My, all right, sorry, we're going the wrong direction here. Go ahead, right. continue. All right, so that kind of brings us to like the last. Oh, we also saw a band called Red Voodoo. Nice. That's yeah. I like the name Red Voodoo. Red Voodoo, uh, named after one of Sammy Hagar's albums, and this is a, a, a younger band out of Northern California where Sammy Hagar is from. They're uh, produced, and I think managed, by Frank Hannon, who is uh, the lead guitar player for Tesla. Hmm. And Frank Hannon didn't make it on board because uh, of, uh, I think he just wanted to play it safe. You know, I think his, uh, his elderly dad lives with him, and he, he played it safe. And he didn't get on board, but his band Red Voodoo is there. And uh, they played a couple Sammy Hagar and Montrose covers and played a bunch of their own so uh, own songs. And it's a a, a four-piece band, young kids, probably easily in their 20s, but full of energy, really good songs, excellent, excellent, excellent stage So is presence. it like a Sammy Hagar feel? Is it like a throwback rock feel, or is it... Yep, yep. Okay. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't any kind of... It wasn't Blink-182 or anything like that. It was, it was definitely 70s rock and roll. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, for sure. Good stuff. And uh, I'm glad they, they, played, uh, they played Rock Candy. And um, heavy metal, heavy metal being the Sammy Hagar song, Rock Candy being the Montrose song. So that was <clears throat> that was really good. Uh, bands I missed, a band, uh, Bad Marriage. I think they're out of uh, they're out of Sweden. There's a lot of uh, a lot of Swedish bands that were on board. I missed Black and Blue. I missed Eclipse. I missed the Jam. Enough's enough. We uh, we saw Kicks. They're out of Maryland, and uh, always a uh, always a good show with Kicks. They're a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of audience band interaction with them. Bisto Blanco, which is uh, which is Calico Cooper, Alice Cooper's daughter's band. Huh. And of and of course we saw Alice Cooper. How was he Saturday night? It was it was really good, to the point where there was two people standing in front of me, and then there was the stage. Nice. So, like, I basically could have, you know, reached up and, and smacked them upside down. So, you got some nose hair pictures? <laughs> yes, many nose hair pictures. And, of course, uh, I think I got a guitar pick. Yeah, I got a guitar pick nice. from, uh, from Ryan Roxy, one of the guitar players. All right. His band has three guitar players and one bass player, drummer, and then, of course, Alice. Um, he didn't have all the props with him, but he had, he had like, the big baby and he had a, a can. He doesn't do the him. coffin thing anymore? Uh, I, I didn't see a coffin. I didn't see a guillotine. Yeah, but, guillotine. Uh, that's what I might have been good. thinking. Yeah, um, he he didn't bring it on the ship with him, and uh, it was uh, it was an hour and a half set, which was surprising because everybody usually plays an hour. So we had red laminates. There was red laminates and blue laminates. This way, you can only see his production one time. Oh, really? Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't see both unless of course you found somebody with a, an opposite color laminate. <coughs> well, that's kind of good then because it cuts it down on the people too. It's not a mad rush at yeah. the one place, right? 
Yeah, well, I think the expectation was to have 3,000 people on board, you know? And how many and were on board, do you think? I, I have no idea. It seemed like a full house. Uh, it, you know, I know a lot of people that couldn't make it and that were trying to sell their cabin for one reason or another. Uh, but I, I, it looked full to me, you know? I, I would say 80% full. Now, did you have any trouble getting around? Did you have trouble getting food, drinks, anything like that because of the crowd or no? No. All no. right. Then it was good. It, you, you know, usually you're, you're two or three deep at the bar. Yeah. But if you're smart about it and you realize that there's more than one bar, yeah. you're, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. You know, well, you, you got to stop and get that drink on your way to the bar so you have something to drink while you're waiting in line at the bar. It, it, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and we had, of course, being diamond level, we had our, our four drinks. Yeah. Our four free drinks. Yeah. And uh, there's sometimes they didn't even go to the register and, and, and ring it in. So like, Perfect. all right, so that's, that's a freebie. So we, we get yeah. a fifth. Nice. All right. Perfect. Yep. You you always seem to score free drinks on this thing, Mike. I like that about you. Yeah. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah, right? All right. Um, and then, of course, like Vixen, who was at the pre-cruise party, mm. is listed here for midnight on Saturday night. But they weren't on board. They were only for the pre-cruise concert. Huh. So that that's kind of weird. I don't know what, what the thought what process was there or what, what happened with that. Um, last day, we kind of we kind of chilled out. And, uh, of course, we saw Tokyo Motor Fist. That's our, our Jersey guys. Um, Steve Brown from Trickster. Uh, Greg Smith from Rainbow and Ted Nugent. Ted Poley from Danger Danger and their their new their new drummer I think his name is Jacob I'm not sure exactly what his background is, but they're always fun. They were on the pool stage. Got some uh, some pictures of him and some video of him. Uh, God, we went to we went to what's that place called? Johnny Rockets. There's a yeah. Johnny Rockets on the on the ship, and we went right. there for uh, for dinner. And uh, is it the same thing? It's like oh, everything's like diner white and it's like almost like a 50s yep. diner thing. Now, well, do they perform the on the ships? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Like, Is it uh, bad? <laughs> it's bad. It's hokey. Nice. Seeing, uh, seeing people from India and the Philippines trying to do the, the, you know, the dance to, uh, to uh, YMCA. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's, do they bizarre. misspell it? Like in their mind, they're doing the Y. And then the M and then the C A, but it's spelled backwards because they're facing you. Do they do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Have you seen that? Yeah. No. <laughs> I've no. seen that where they're on the cruise ship and they're trying to do the YMCA thing and they bring out the Y guy. And that's great because from their viewpoint, he's on the left. But from everybody else's viewpoint, you're reading it backwards. They're looking right, at you. Right. You gotta go to the right and then over. Anyway. Yeah, no. I, they were they were behind me and uh God, who who was sitting back there? Somebody, oh, uh, Greg Smith from Tokyo Motorfest, Rainbow, and uh, Alice Cooper. <laughs> they were down by his table. I, uh, yeah, I, I have to sit with my back to the door because my wife refuses to sit with her back to the door. And, and I have no problem with that. So she was able to watch, but I missed out on the right. antics. Yeah, well, you can't have that uh, dead, what do you call it, dead man seat, aces and eight seat or something? Is that what it's called? It's something. It has something to do about... Uh, was it? I thought it was a military uh, thing. Hang on. Um, what's his name? Uh, Wild Bill Hickok or somebody? Okay. Uh, let me see. It's called the Dead Man's Hand. Here, here. I'm looking up on the Wikipedia box here. Dead Man's Hand is varied throughout the years. Currently, it's two pair of poker consisting of black 
black aces and eights. The pair of aces and eights, along with an unknown hole card, were reportedly held by Old West folk hero, lawman, and gunfighter Wild Bill Hickok when he was murdered while playing a game. No contemporary source, however, records that the exact cards he held in when he was killed were the aces and eights. So, interesting. Uh, Dead man's hand. Aces and eights. That's why you don't sit with your back to the door. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. Sorry. Let's go back to Monsters of Rock. Sorry. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we're, on, we're on the last day. Uh, the, actually, the, the first thing we did in the morning was the uh, Alice Cooper question and answer session. How was that? And. It was pretty good. He's a funny dude. Yeah. Did you get to ask yeah. him a question or no? No, no. I, I had I had nothing to ask. I figured there were other people there that had questions. And um, Alice, is it I, true you're going to make an appearance on both mics? What's that? <laughs> on both mics? Thank you. I got video of Alice Cooper saying both mics. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> yep. So we, we did that, and uh, I don't know. You know, sometimes I look at the schedule and I'm like, what did we do? Right. So, like, yeah, it seems like we did that at ten uh, at ten thirty in the morning, and then we didn't do anything else until two thirty in the afternoon. Well, that's all right. I mean, it's yeah. supposed to be a vacation too. You're not supposed yeah. to have to have a vacation from your vacation. You got to relax a little bit. Yeah, because then we, uh, at your age, you know, you need to start slowing down, Mike. Nice, nice. So then, yeah, we did. Uh, we did Johnny Rockets. We saw John Karabi again, and his his voice was blown out. <laughs> from all the the drinking and smoking he does nice. all day long, so he uh, he told more he told more jokes than he did actually sing. So he started to sound like one of them over the hill uh, uh, MTV jocks. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, this yeah. is uh, what's her face that used to smoke a pack a day while hosting MTV back in the eighties when we used to play the black music. Yeah, 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 that chick. The black is that who he sounded like? Party girl, yeah. <laughs> she's the one that's like, it's like 2.30. They already had last call a half hour ago, and she's still got faith there's a dude out there for her, and she's hanging out, <laughs> smoking out of a hole in her neck. Nice. She, she was she was good looking in her day. Now she looks like a freaking leather wallet. She was road hard and put up wet, man. You can't do that. I mean, you have so much. I'm glad she cashed in when she could, you know. She had that certain <laughs> niche going, and she cashed in. But now, yeah, she's put out the pasture. Yep. Yeah, so so the the next morning, of course, we we unloaded. We got we got out of there pretty quick. The the ship was uh we we got out. We perfect timing, you know. No line. We kind of just walked right off the boat. And uh they do a new thing now that you're going to love uh with uh with customs. You used to have to stand in line with your passport and wait online and you go up to the officer, you give him your passport, he looks at it, looks at you. And he says, do you have anything to declare? You say no. And he kind of goes, okay, you're on your way. Now you walk into the terminal. You don't even take your passport out. You walk up to this box on a pole and you stand there and it goes, boop. It's either green or red, right? Right. Yeah. Facial my recognition. My so brother. is who you are. Yeah. And it, it tells you to go on your merry little way. My brother has experienced that a couple years ago when he was traveling to Mexico a lot when they had a thing there and. He would say it was weird. He said he couldn't tell where it was coming from other than the building adjacent to it, he guessed. And it was green or red. You stood there for a minute, and if it was green, you got to go. And if it was red, you were going to be there yeah. a little while. Yeah. He, yep. So, yeah, zero, zero issues getting off the boat. Um, of course, we, we parked off-site parking. <clears throat> we yeah, saved the 100 bucks. Saved the 100 bucks by doing that. 
And, and the biggest inconvenience was we had to wait for about 20 minutes for uh, for a shuttle to show up. 20 and, minutes you know, for 100 bucks? I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it drove us downtown, downtown Miami, got in the car, and uh, got on 95 and found out that 95 was closed in North Miami. Wow. Yeah. So on a on a Monday morning, ninety five was closed. So you had to. Were you at that point? You weren't to the turnpike yet. Were the turnpikes running yeah. parallel with you yet? No. Yeah. No, okay. We weren't, we weren't at the turnpike yet. So, so what'd you have to do? Off. We got off and we we had to you know use the bathroom. I think we got some food real quick, and um, went through Hialeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, where none of the signs are in English, nice. and uh, took you know took it north and. Uh, it was the same road that goes just west of what used to be Dolphin Stadium. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Orange Bowl. Yeah, and now yeah, it's yeah. Oh, Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, if you're yeah. if you're near where the Orange Bowl was, that's pretty rough, brother. You, yeah, you could come out of the Orange Bowl and your car would be on box and shit. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so yeah, that's where we ended up making the the right turn to head back east to get onto ninety five. Yeah. So, yeah, a good portion of 95 along there was closed. I had a customer in a car business one time tell me, because uh, they were 10 grand upside down, they tried to trade their car. And wow. they just couldn't do it, you know, make the math work unless you paid that 10 grand difference. He didn't, I didn't blame the guy, and he got he got taken on a previous deal. So, you know, he said, well, you know, I want to do business with you guys maybe in the future. I said, oh, okay. So, like, three months later, he comes back, and he's smiling. And I go, hey, how you doing? I said, don't I, I, wait, you were here. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I was upside down in that car. He goes, the oddest thing happened. I was in Miami, and I went to Liberty City, Miami, and I ran in the store real quick, and I left the door open, and the keys were in the ignition, and I came out, and the fucking car was gone. <laughs> that sucks. They never found it either. So they paid off the car, and I had gap insurance, and da-da-da. So I'm here to buy a car. I was like, hey, come there right this way. Right? <laughs> yeah. Works for me. That's crazy. Wink, wink. Yeah. That's it's crazy. how that happens. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to tell you a story offline once. <laughs> yeah. We got lots of fans in Liberty City, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a place called Co-op City in the Bronx. Yeah. Very similar situation. You don't don't leave your, your car there or that'll disappear too. <laughs> Especially with jersey plates and you're in, you're in New York. Oh, is that a big thing? They're looking oh, yeah. for you? Oh, yeah. No, they're just... They just know that car doesn't belong there. Right, right, so, right. So yeah, it was a it was a good good cruise. All right, and, uh, good. So I ran into uh, Jeremy from Lit again on the outside. <laughs> you know, as everybody as everybody's kind of loading up their buses with all their gear and their guitars and stuff, and we came across the guys from Lit one more time. That's so awesome. Got to got to say goodbye to those guys, and uh, I think we're in, we're friends on Facebook now. So hooray! There for you me. go. Nice, nice. Yeah. Cool guy. Definitely a cool guy. Coolest guy on the board. Well, besides me. I ran into at the Atlanta airport one time, Eve 6. They were standing okay. right next to me. I was coming to Atlanta for their show, and it was uh, back when I still had that flip phone with the, like, one megapixel camera on it or whatever the hell it was. And <laughs> I was trying to get it out, but uh, I couldn't take another picture because I had too much. I already had a picture on my SIM card or whatever, and it was taking up too much room. And I'm trying to delete the picture. And we're both standing there waiting for our mode of transportation. And their shit came before I could get my phone figured out. So I just said hi wow. and shook their hand and shit. And that was. Uh, I've seen those guys a bunch. I've hung out with them once. No, twice. So. 
But anyway. Hey, um, it's almost hot. Are you, are, anything else about the Monsters of Rock Cruise? No, I think that, that pretty much wraps it up, man. I, All right, uh, good. We had, we had a great time. And uh, next year, it's going out of Port Canaveral. Okay. On, uh, from what I understand, the Mariner of the Seas, April 29th, 2023 to May 4th. So, All right. Well, that's a little bit closer. That's awesome. Yeah. Two-hour drive instead of five-hour drive. Makes me wonder where, where they're going to do the pre-cruise the pre -cruise concerts and, and get-togethers. Right. You know, in, in Miami, it was always Magic City. And uh, even when it was Fort Lauderdale, their, their stuff was done down in Maybe in they'll Miami, build Magic something City. by then. They talked about uh, putting an entertainment district in their uh, nice restaurants and stuff. Maybe they could, Maybe something's already being under construction over there, no? Maybe. Maybe. I haven't, I haven't been in Port Canaveral since October, but who right. knows? I'll send, knows, the, I'll send the intern over there on an expedition, see what we can come nice. up with. Hey, it's my second favorite part of the show. You know what that okay. is, of course. Um, my birthday? No, it's not, but that's close. Let me see if I can pull this up here. And I'm, I'm bumbling it now. No, it's not smooth. Here we go. It's time. It's over it. there. It's right there. Got the it. Alien. Got it. It's a pretty good robot. He's a little bit of an alien, too, but I think he's mostly. He's an alien robot. You could be an alien robot, right? Like, not all robots are domestic. I computed the aliens. They are capable of sinister and dangerous acts. You weird alien man! All right, the alien update is the time we talk about, well, people that are weird, people that are different than us. There's 7 billion people on the planet, and you're going to tell me that a handful of them have more technology and more wisdom, and they, they have more money now because of that. You're going to tell me that all this stuff just happened in the past 50 years. I say nay. I say, and I'm trying to get my picture up here so you can see me if you're watching us on twitch.tv slash both mics or youtube i say these people are either aliens themselves or they have close contact to aliens giving them these futuristic tools that we're able to use now i mean you go back not long ago you didn't have phones the way they were and all that stuff so what i'm trying to say is you take the gates you take the bezos you take musk you take zuckerberg you take all these guys they're aliens and we like to talk about them here justly or unjustly <laughs> that we do so who's on deck well spacex is the first thing i want to talk about because they're preparing their launch tower assembly for the starship's first florida platform and again this is another musk win i think elon musk is just they keep moving forward man and just just several years ago this company didn't even exist so right. I, i'm excited this is another thing that's related to space that's coming not from far from us in florida i can go on my front lawn and watch this stuff all the time so can you mike so yeah i'm excited about this cool yeah and i'm guessing this is happening at uh, port canaveral yes yes so which is surprising to me because he's got everything over there in texas is the big base for that but uh right. i think they're trying to reproduce that boca chica star base at kennedy space center and um hopefully they're gonna have the new starship factory coming to florida as well that's that hasn't been announced yet and i was sworn to secrecy the aliens said they would laser my nuts off if i said anything so <laughs> again 
Yeah, again. See when that happens. Again. Yeah. But he's always in the news, man. Musk is a great guy. I, I, <clears throat> of all the guys, I like Musk the best. You? I would say so, yeah. He, <clears throat> seems, he seems the coolest and probably probably most most reasonable person, you know? I like how he can get under Bezos' skin. I like how they have that little antagonist, you know, protagonist thing going on. I, I like how... Um, you know, he always he always gouges them, and, and then Bezos tries to take a stab at Musk. And, well, Musk just made one of the biggest donations to a charity in history. In November, wow. he gifted $5.7 billion in Tesla shares to the uh, the food. He, he, he... Now, you know, hope that somebody doesn't now say, oh, I got $6 million, billion, I don't have to work. I'll just hire someone else to do it now. Well, technically, as long as you show everything as an expense, if you're the if you're the the head behind the foundation, you can spend the money. How the 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 uh, guidelines on that are so vague. I think it it runs to the point where the minimum that you can donate, the minimum, the max, the minimum write off that you can have as a foundation is five percent. And surprisingly, you know when a when a lot of agencies take in a dollar, 90 or 95% goes to the expenses of running the agency. Right. And then 5% goes to the actual problem. There's a lot of better organizations to do better than that. You could yeah. use a Google box and find that out. But I really hope that this goes to the right place because that's a lot of freaking money, dude. It's 5.7 billion. Yeah. Solve a lot of problems with that. That's for sure. Well, part of the reason he can do stuff like that, Musk, is because he's got a partnership with Google now. This is a game changer. Okay. This is this is going to come true in the future. You're going to see this later on down the road. You're going to go, ah. He has a partnership with Google. One of the richest, most successful businessmen in the world, Elon Musk, understands the importance of partnership. And through his company, SpaceX has the capacity to stand on his own. He decides to partner with search engine giant Google. This is according to ComplexOB7.com. Pretty much, they're going to help each other in the next phases of AI, uh, connectivity issues with Starlink. Starlink's going to put servers and tech inside google and it's it's a partner it's a unique partnership it's going to make more sense later it's a lot of gobbledygook right now but it's kind of strange you, though doesn't google isn't google connected with amazon in some way i'm sure it is and I, this just further proves that there's a handful of people running this planet yeah so i know i know google and android have a, a big partnership hmm well, yeah, they have to if they want to compete with Apple. And Apple is connected with Chevy, and I think Google is connected with Ford. Okay, that's that's kind of strange. Everybody's in bed with somebody, right? Just gotta hope you didn't make the wrong choice. Kind of like life, huh? Right. Well, of course, that wasn't me really saying that. That was someone else disguising my voice saying that. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. So Google, so I take this to the next level here, okay? <clears throat> yeah. Google's, this is according to interestingengineering.com, Google's DeepMind AI can now control superheated plasma in a nuclear fusion reactor. What does that mean, you say? Uh, let, me pull up, let me pull up the right thing here. 
okay? An artificial intelligence, AI, might help us tap into the limitless energy potential of nuclear fusion. Google owned DeepMind, the UK-based company building AI to take on some of the world's most complex science problems, has trained a deep reinforcement learning algorithm to control the burning plasma inside of a nuclear fusion reactor, a report from MIT News reveals. Basically, what this will do is it'll self-supply its own energy and it'll make light speed travel and things of that nature possible with little or no effect to humans. I don't know about that. Well, neither do I until I saw another article. And that other article, I think I have it set for 90, uh, 94. I saw another thing talking about the actual engine that Musk has built for this thing. So in other words, Google has the computer technology for this and Musk has the nuts and bolts of it. And they're right. going to put these things together. And we're going to have artificial intelligence traveling through the galaxy with possible humans at light speeds. All right. Yeah. You don't buy um, it. It's not a Star Trek. I, I picture Star Trek or something like oh, that. Yeah, I think it's, it's possible. It's a total Star Trek thing. And they call that science fiction for a reason. Oh, my yeah, God, well, Mike. If we had this well, conversation yeah. 20 years ago and I told you about this phone here, you'd have told me I was out of my friggin' mind. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, and, and it's, 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 you didn't let me finish. Okay. It's one ahead. of those things that, yeah, you know, like, oh, I don't believe it. It, it can never be done. You know, like you said, if it, if it was 20 years ago and, and you said that, you know, Elon Musk is going to uh, land a rocket ship, you know, blast it into the air and land it back on the ground on a potion stamp, I would have been like, yeah, I'd have to see it to believe it. So, so this is the same thing, you know. Yeah. <sighs> I'm getting to the point in life now where, like, okay, if they say it can be done, it can be done. Well, there, and, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And, and, and the thing is, like, I, I don't know. Someone had a famous quote like that back in the day, probably Disney or something that if you could dream it, you can achieve it, some crap like that. And it, it's getting to the point now where, yeah, if, if they think it can be done, it probably can be done. Was, but damn. It was one I of the last lines of the Rocky movie. Horror Picture Show is actually what it was. Don't dream it, be it. Oh, okay. No, just, a little yeah. shout out to Meatloaf there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, can, can you imagine, like, to move your body at the speed of light would probably tear your body apart. Well, so, I think it depends on the the cavity you're in. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in, right. uh, kind of like the X-ray thing with the lead apron thing. If you're encapsulated in some sort of thing, or some sort of liquid, or something, whatever, however it is, bubble wrap. They're saying it can be done with humans, and I'm I'm interested to see it. Yeah, get you some bubble wrap, you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I my 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 whole deal with this type of stuff is, you're on this uh, ship. It's got this nuclear fission power, and it can be eternal, and we can never have to stop and get gas. What happens if the MF thing breaks? What happens? You got AAA yeah. for that, or what? <laughs> yeah, we're in a different galaxy. We're kind of screwed right now. It's called Luke Skywalker. Han Solo, they'll yeah. be out. They'll fix you up. Yeah, yeah. freaking crazy. Freaking oh, crazy. Yeah. It's, it, it, if, if it is possible, you know, and then it's like anything else that you invent, you know, yeah, you have a basic model and then you have to improve upon it. And, you know, you don't, you don't take it far from home. Crap like that, you know, until they, they perfect it. All right. So you and I both like uh, Bucky's. Bucky's. 
And is that a Bucky's? Yeah, this is uh, Sevierville, Tennessee. And the reason why I'm bringing this in is this according to Wake.com, W-A-T-E. That's one of the local channels up there, I guess, near the Smoky okay. Mountains. Developers of two of the 200-acre Sevierville site in talks with an international theme park company. Now, the interesting thing about this is Bucky's is on that site. They have a 74,000-foot flagship store. That's going to be the world's largest convenience store in the world. Um, 120, 120 fueling positions, EV charging stations, and a 250-foot car wash. This is near the Tennessee entrance to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Well, there's a company in France. Representatives from France's second most visited theme park will meet the developers of a 200-acre commercial site where the world's largest convenience store will be built about a potential partnership. Pou du Faux, a historic theme park company in France, will meet with the eastern brand of the Cherokee Indians this month to discuss the 200-acre development project. So if they're talking to the Indians, what does that mean? There's a casino involved. There's money involved right, right. next to the Buckies. So what I'm thinking, Mike, is later on down the road, when this all becomes truth, we're going there. Okay. World's largest Buckies, casino... Giant theme park. Now, a lot of people may not have heard of this this company here, this this theme park company. They're in Europe. They're constantly voted the best this, the best that. The only thing they run a second to is the Disney park there in Europe. Other than that, this is the place to go. They've been elected twice best theme park in the world in 2012 and in November 2014. And they secured a place in the Theme Parks Hall of Fame in 2017. So, cool. I don't have any ideas about the theme park. I think it would be localized. I think it would represent, you know, the Indians, the tribes, and, you know, maybe some rides, you know, kitty stuff. I don't know. But sounds like a casino and a Bucky's on the same property. I'm in. Right? Is there uh, any timeline? The picture you have there says Phase 2 coming soon, so I'm wondering what's up with Phase 1. Yeah, I don't – I didn't – I've seen this Bucky's getting built. I don't know where they're at specifically. I don't know if it's up and running yet. You know what? Poor background on my part. I'm just telling you I don't have the answer. (laughs) What what town is it in? Sevierville, Tennessee. Sevierville, Tennessee? Yeah, and this article is dated February 16th, so it's – Okay. It's, 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 I don't think it's done yet from the way I read this. Severe, near severe, let's see. Okay. Obviously that's not it. It says this company here, Poi Du Fo, they operate in France and Spain and they're getting ready to open a theme park in Shanghai. The parks consist of immersive theatrical experiences that put visitors into inspired events like medieval battles and Viking conquests. So they're going to partner with this company, OE Experiences, a Knoxville-based experience development company uh, representing the Kituwa, that must be an Indian tribe, and the 407 Project Globally in search of ideal experiences to anchor the entertainment-focused aspects of the development and to capture the benefits of the Smoky Mountains exceptional tourism economy. So this is like a thing, if you ask me, 
This is like a thing like Chili's back in the back in the late '80s, early '90s. If you okay. wanted a, su- a successful business and wanted to branch out on your own and wanted to, you know, know where the best locations are, all you had to do was find a Chili's because Chili's would go up, and you'd be like, "Why are they building there? There's nothing friggin' there." Then all of a yep. sudden, two years later, they got a shopping center. There's a Publix. There's all sorts of stuff right near them. I think Bucky's is the Chili's of today. I think you find where they're going, and there's going to be lucrative business built around them. Right. Yeah. Well, the Bucky's we have right here across the street, a Costco is going in. See? See what I'm saying? <laughs> See? Yep. So, here's a here's a story for you. You remember when, uh, Planet Hollywood? Yeah. People that the, besides the celebrities that started Planet Hollywood, yeah. it was a, a couple guys who used to work with uh, Hard Rock Cafe. Yes, and uh, they had a little falling out with Hard Rock Cafe, and they told the people from Hard Rock Cafe, "says Okay, it's fine. Well, we're gonna leave, but wherever you put a restaurant, we're putting one across the street." I think it was Robert Earl. Yeah, is that the guy? Yeah, Robert Earl. I'm not positive, but have you been to the Planet Hollywood in, in Atlanta? Uh, no, but um, I believe what you're telling me. Is it right next to or right across the street? Caddy Corner. Nice. Yeah. The uh, the Planet Hollywood in New York City. Mm. Opposite side of the street on 57th Avenue in nice. New York City. But, Look, yeah. Hang on a second. Let me slow this down a second. I just uh, I, w- I wanted to clarify. It is Robert Earl. He's an English-American businessman who's who is the founder and CEO of Planet Hollywood, chairman of the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino in Vegas, and host of the Robert Earl's Be My Guest television program, which airs weekly on the Cooking Channel. I do want to point out one thing about Robert Earl. Back in the day, probably close to 20, 30, 25 years ago or so, I was with my sister Donna at an Orlando Magic game. And Donna had a lot of access to a lot of people, um, people that don't know my, my sister's in a wheelchair, but she, she still has full functionality, independence and all this stuff. So, um, pretty girl, you know, and she always puts herself in a position to say hi to somebody. If somebody, you know, if somebody's attainable. So somehow she met Robert Earl and we were at a magic game and Robert Earl stopped by her seat to say hi to her. And I thought that was impressive. And I, I was introduced to him and I shook his hand and I told him it was nice to meet him. I told him I was in a restaurant business and yada, yada. We had a pleasant exchange for a minute, you know, some small talk. Then he went on his way. Two years later, I'm at another magic game with Donna and he comes by again. And I, I look at him and he goes, hi, Mike, how are you? And shakes my hand again. I'm like, holy shit. Wow. This guy knows my name. So then I think, well, wait a second. That's why this guy is who he is. Cause he remember not that he remember my name, but he that's that's so it's gonna fill you yeah. with fart noise. How about that? <laughs> We're still going. I, can you hear me, dude? I can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, then why are you doing that? You're turning cool. me off, bro. <laughs> All right. So did you hear? No. I, uh, Yes. Sevierville, Tennessee, opening yes. later this year. Perfect. All and right. what I was trying to say is, like Walmart has the greeter, they're going to hire this yeah. guy to say goodbye to everyone. Thank you. Come again. That's a poo <laughs> okay. from... Yeah, same thing. Did you hear that? Were you able to hear it? No. Okay, good. No. Glad you're listening to this show. Yeah. Cool. 
<laughs> hey, guess what? Sports Illustrated what? is building a theme park. Get out of here. No, they really? are. It's their second one. This they'll, they'll, They already have one, dude. This second is, uh, one? Yeah, this one's getting ready to open in Orlando. This is according okay, to Orlando was... Weekly, so this must be true. <laughs> in 2024, Orlando will be the home of the second ever Sports Illustrated Resort. The first resort is opening later this year in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. The inaugural resort will offer water sports, horseback riding, golf, sport fishing, hiking, and more. Okay. I'm trying to figure what a place like this is going to look like. Is it is it going to try Dude, to be the a picture right there? Yeah, but I'm I'm trying to say is it what's the feel? Is it like a hard right. rock hotel feel when you're there? Is it a upscale casual thing? Is that what it is? Uh, I I. I, I can't see it being an upscale thing. Looks like they have like a miniature baseball stadium there and a go-kart thing and yeah, a lazy I'm river. To, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out because the, the golf cart track looks like it's as big as the, the baseball stadium. But is that really a baseball stadium or is it something else made to look like a baseball stadium? I don't know. It's going to be interesting when it opens up. I'm going to try to get a freebie and go if I can. That'd be All great. Right. Hey, let me stay at your place for free and wine and dine me, and I'll write something nice about you. How about that? Right. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> Not too proud. Would you go to a place like that? Yeah, sure, if the price is right. Yeah, right. Anyway. Cool. All right, there's uh, one other great picture I want to show you here. I want you to tell me what this is. Uh, I've seen the article, dude. <laughs> It's amazing. Amazing. If, if you're watching on twitch.tv slash both mics or if you're watching on YouTube or whatever, if you're listening to the podcast, I should tell you, go check out the video. It's a giant pile. Looks like maybe some well-ground mulch. It's in between coffee yeah. and mulch, somewhere in that area. But it's piled up, and it's, at, it's over a foot long and probably a foot wide and probably about a foot tall. This picture is of one million mosquitoes from one neighborhood in a Florida county. Yeah. This is in Lee yeah. County, Florida. One million mosquitoes they were able to capture. All right. What, what I need to know is who the fuck counted them? I don't know. If you get to 58 and somebody interrupts you or asks you what you want on your pizza, right. then you have to start over. Or... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What, how do they do oh, that? Do they God, weigh so them? Disgusting. They know and, each and, mosquito weighs a amazing, certain amount. Amazing that like bats, like a bunch of bats will eat that many mosquitoes in a night. Well, that's my question. How would you know? You know how? How do we know that that's what it is? How do we know You're it's there. a million? Is it done by weight? Well, it, what you do is you count out a hundred mosquitoes, and you figure out how much a hundred mosquitoes weigh. And then you weigh all the mosquitoes, and then you do the math. Well, if the vegan uh, green initiative has their way, they're going to want us. This will be dinner for you. This is what they want. They want to see crickets and shit like nice. that. No more beef because nice. that puts too much methane in the air. They think we can sustain our lives on bugs. Yeah. That's our protein intake in the future, bugs. Because cows will be illegal, dude. You won't be able to eat cow or chicken or nothing. Of course, yes. The sky's Wait falling. The planet's gonna be <laughs> the planet's gonna be fucking dust in twelve years if we don't stop eating meat. 
No, you're not. You're not. You're not a buyer. Not buying it. No. Hey, did you ever Jack, find? Please. Did you ever find shrimp on that cruise, dude? Um, you actually had me thinking about it the rest of the cruise. <laughs> yeah, no. The only shrimp, the only shrimp I had was uh was at the the main dining room. You know, the 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 first and second night okay. when we ate in the main dining room. I think we ate one other night in the main dining room. So and, that tells uh, me the cost of shrimp is too high to put out on the buffet. Yeah, no, it's. I've only seen shrimp on a buffet once before, and I think that was a Norwegian cruise, and it was they had this gigantic like four foot pan, of it was like a four foot wok. Nice. And in the back, they had uh, they made shrimp scampi, nice. and uh, that was really good. That was good. How many shrimps uh, do you think fit in that wok? God, it, it, if you do one layer, one layer of shrimp. Three thousand. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. See, that's figure, what I like to see. Yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like a ten shrimp by ten shrimp, taking up you know a little bit less than a, a foot, a square foot. Right. And how many square feet are on that pan? Yeah, easily three thousand. So now you're measuring. Now you're measuring shrimp feet. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's jumbo it's, shrimp it's, feet. It's the OCD in me. <laughs> yeah, no, no shrimp. And uh, and believe it or not, earlier today or yesterday, I was thinking about Nickelback T-shirts, and and no one, no one on the cruise is going to be wearing a Nickelback T-shirt. That's why I asked for it. I thought it would be funny if somebody was. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I want that person because they're wearing it ironically, and we all know it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Step out of your shell. Put on a Nickelback shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'd uh, yeah, we probably should have asked everybody the questions I asked. You know, you know, what's your your go to? Who you're looking forward to seeing? And yeah. do you want a Nickelback T-shirt? Yes, yes, yes. You congratulations! You want a Nickelback T-shirt? What size would you need? And see what they say. If they say double X or whatever, you know you got a Nickelback fan. They, you'll unravel them. Yeah, we got to work on That's after next year. That's what we got to do. Actually, I need to do that when I go to Rockville again. I'm going to Rockville or having it in May. Going to see uh, Mike. Are you frozen again, dude? No, you're there. You're just old. Yeah. Oh, and we're back. I'm. I've been back. here, dude. I don't know where you keep going. You're you're missing a good share, and I look forward to seeing everybody here shortly. And as soon as I pull Ciao. up the intro.